Have you wondered about living elsewhere in your retirement? Well, we have almost daily. No, it's not a simple decision, especially when two people are involved. Hi, this is Gil and Jean of Retire There, a podcast about retirement destinations. We live in Brooklyn, New York, having grown up and worked in this area of the country. We're hoping to relocate when we're both retired. For us, it's the weather, the chaos, the noise, and the yearning to be near nature and not within three feet of human beings. <laughs> That's right. In February 2020, we embarked on our journey to find that special place. We spent a week in Winter Park, Florida, which is beautiful, but something said it wasn't for us. As we were planning for the next trip, the pandemic arrived. Jean then gave birth. I gave birth? To this podcast. With so many baby boomers retiring, many must be relocating. Why not connect with and learn from them? Here's a little background about us. I'm Asian, born in Brazil, and grew up in Flatbush, Brooklyn. I'm an engineer turned attorney turned podcaster. I recently retired from a university career practicing higher education law. I love the academic environment, but it was time to do something else. I no longer have to set an alarm, drive in BQE traffic, or work with people who don't always share the same principles. Oh, did I just say that? <laughs> you bet I did. I traded all that in to binge crime dramas into the wee hours just a little bit to develop the podcast, to volunteer, practice metal smithing, tackle our possessions. No regrets so far, Jane. I'm not Asian. And as Gil mentioned, I'm not retired. I'm just plain tired. Born and raised in Long Island, New York, a place I always wanted to leave. I'm a law librarian working in a court who loves his job, but we're retired by the time we select our ideal location. We will be speaking to folks from across the street to across the globe who have moved to their dream venues and more. So please stay tuned. And remember, if you know anyone who has moved anywhere for retirement, let us know. Thank you. Fala Portuguese, Jean. Do you know what that means? Do I know what that means? I can barely speak English. What do you think? <laughs> Okay. Okay. Well, it means, do you speak Portuguese? And that's basically all I know from my childhood in Brazil. Today, we chat with Rosemary Boynton about retiring to the metropolitan city of Lisbon, Portugal, with her husband, Ian Cole, from the United Kingdom. Lisbon is the capital and the largest city of Portugal. It is the oldest city in Western Europe and one of the oldest cities in the world. Lisbon was almost totally destroyed by an earthquake in 1755, taking between 30 to 40,000 lives of an estimated population of 200 to 275,000 residents. The earthquake destroyed 85% of the city's structures. Amazingly, Lisbon was rebuilt within a few years, only a few years. The city has one of the mildest climates in Europe, and is sunny throughout the year, with an annual average of 2,900 to 3,300 hours of sunshine. You must mm. love that, Gil. Yeah, I know. And someone's sitting there counting those hours. <laughs> In Lisbon, you are literally walking on carpets of stone. Black and white, whimsically patterned stones adorn the sidewalks and public squares all over. Known as Portuguese pavements, these public pieces of art has been around since the 15th century. One of the most popular Lisbon attractions is a tram. Lisbon trams were originally called Americanos, as they were originally imported from the United States. 
the most popular sport in Portugal is football or soccer. My parents would say in Brazil, Pele, Pele, don't forget him. With an astounding 214 clubs registered in the Football Association of Lisbon. Lisbon is also known as having the oldest operating and smallest bookstores in the world. Now, I'm going to mangle the language, but Levaria Bertrand was founded in 1732, and Levaria Sao Cristoral measures just four square meters and has more than 3,000 books in Portuguese, Spanish, English, Italian, Chinese, and Japanese. Inside the store, only one person can fit, and she has to move sideways. Well, that is fascinating. How does one person get through all those books? Okay, and now a little bit about our guests. Rosemary Boynton was born and raised in Britain. She was born on the south coast by the sea near Bournemouth. She went to primary school in Bournemouth and met an hour-long bus journey. I thought she was going to say she went walked an hour uphill (laughs) (laughs) and back was an hour uphill. But anyway, okay. from there, she attended Oxford University and eventually trained as a lawyer. She practiced law the majority of her employed life. She had a strong desire to travel and ended up living in 13 different countries. Wow. She contends it certainly made life as a lawyer a lot more interesting and fun. When can life as a lawyer be fun? Who are we kidding, Rosemary? (laughs) All right, Gene, that is your personal opinion, and I think we should avoid that. Okay. How many happy lawyers you know, Gil? (laughs) Um, How many lawyers does it take to turn on a light bulb? Okay, okay. Okay, all right. We we will not go there. All right. (laughs) Currently, Rosemary's work consists of writing and running her property business in the U.K., that must be interesting, running her business in another country. Wow. <laughs> her interests include writing, especially about longevity, for which she has a blog. It's longlifefunlife.com. Learning languages. Currently, she's learning Portuguese. She also loves sailing. And she and her husband have a boat. But for various reasons, they haven't been able to sail it for the last couple of years. They sailed it from where they bought it in Canada to the Mediterranean. Its latest adventure was when it got struck by lightning on its way to a repair yard in Italy. She's very happy she wasn't on that trip. (laughs) Uh, Incidentally, Rosemary met her husband, Ian Cole, in Budapest, Hungary. Wow. No surprise there, Gene. I just met you in New Jersey. (laughs) Same thing. (laughs) Uh, Ian, who's unable to join us today, hails from Colchester, England. He worked in London for many years as a stockbroker and then set up a new business with a partner in Eastern Europe. More recently, he has been trying to set up a renewable energy business in Croatia. So he spends his time doing financial models and raising money for the projects. The couple purchased a house in Lisbon two years ago, but have only just started renovating it. They say it feels like a huge undertaking. Oh, I'll bet. It currently has a big hole in the roof. What is this with these holes in the roofs? Yeah, we had yeah. another one that had originally a, uh, a straw roof. And then when they bought it, it had no roof. <laughs> <laughs> well, COVID has had a big effect on life in Lisbon. Well, Rosemary, welcome to Retire There. I am so excited to have you join our podcast. We met on Twitter. You have wonderful daily tips about walking, some of which I am trying to employ. So... Please tell us what led you and Ian to Lisbon. It was a really difficult decision once we, when, when we were thinking about where we were going to live. In fact, it was the most difficult thing about retiring was because we lived in so many different places. 
we travelled quite a lot in between doing the living in different places as well. And in fact, I used to, for example, I used to commute from Russia to Switzerland because oh. um, <laughs> because I was working in Russia um, and we had our actual home was in Switzerland where my husband was then working. So, we, you know, so where were we going to? Well, we weren't going to retire to Russia. That wasn't an option. Um, what was that then, commute like? Well, actually, I sort of got used to it. We used to take it in turns to um, to one one fortnight I'd go to Switzerland and then the other fortnight he'd come to Russia. Oh, ah, okay. Um, okay. We did it like that. Okay. But then I, there were other times when I lived a lot closer, like I worked in Vienna in Austria mm-hmm. and um, that only took a couple of hours really to get back to Switzerland. I commute from Brooklyn to Manhattan. She commutes from Russia to Switzerland. <laughs> Very interesting sounding. Okay. Yes, please. Well, it, it, it was quite different. It's yeah. true. Actually, my husband's just walked in. Come say hello. Just come say hello, darling. Hello. Hi, how are you? Oh, my husband. This is Jean. Nice Hi, Jean. Hi, Joe. Uh, Hi, how are you? Nice to meet you, Ian. How are you, Ian? No, no, very well. Very well. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm waiting for... The local motorcycle gangs to all drive past in resting Father, Father Christmas. Christmas. Our neighbour. Oh, just, wow, just cool. before, just we we were walking home about quarter past two, and and our neighbour just down the road, um, Portuguese neighbour, uh, she she called out to us from her balcony and said, "Oh, um, and my son is um, going to be of a, a, a motorcycling Father Christmas this afternoon, and you must come see it." <laughs> so I said, "Well, that yes. was just." That was just, you know, one part of that was, I did that for about um, five years, uh, yeah, from Russia. So it was a pretty, quite a length of time. But anyway, so I knew that I was going to have to retire sooner or later. And uh, so we started thinking about it whilst I was still working in Russia. We we loved living in Switzerland, but the problem there was that the exchange rate was, was uh, it was quite clear oh, that the Swiss... Uh. Frank was uh, was going to you know go sky high. The the UK pound was going to get lower. Right, um, right. So I just thought that long long term this wasn't going to be a solution for us. So we decided to sell our home in Switzerland, which was a shame, but turned out to be the right decision because uh, given all the events that have happened since. So we did that, and then my son actually lives in. Um, uh, France with his family oh. and um, in fact he's uh, just in the process of becoming a French citizen because of um, Brexit, Brexit um, so that he has the right to live with his wife and children who are also French. Mm, nice, <laughs> very nice. Uh, but um, after Russia I got sent off to uh, Timor-Leste which is um, um, as I put it um, a small tropical, an adventure in a small tropical island at the end of Indonesia. Wow! And, wow. Um, I, I was sent there um, on a pro bono job for for by my firm. Wow! And um, I had an absolutely fantastic time. It was so interesting. Wow! But that that, that Timor Leste had been occupied for four hundred years by the Portuguese, and it's it gained its independence in. Um, 1975 but was immediately invaded by the um, Indonesians and then only became a separate state 
in 2002. So it was very much, it was like the newest world state. I think South Sudan is now the newest one, but, uh, you know, um, it's pretty new state. And uh, so I I worked in the... um, in the legal department of the Ministry of Finance, and um, and h- helped uh, with various projects, including the building of a new port, which wow. is uh, now under construction. Which was a really exciting thing to yeah. do because, because you really felt that like you were making a difference to yes, people's yes. lives. Oh, that's so cool! Yeah. Yes, yeah. it was. It was mm-hmm. great, and it gave us a fondness for the for the Portuguese because we met so many nice Portuguese people there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so to begin with, we thought, okay, we're going to move to France. And we did. And we we thought that what we would do was build a house there. Nice. And a, a chalet. Because mm. it, my son lives in the mountains because he's mad on skiing. In fact, oh. he went skiing this morning. Oh, oh my this year. Chalet. <laughs> had a really big snowfall. Oh, <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, so we lived around the corner from them, which was great because I got to see the the grandchildren and, and, and much more. Mm-hmm. In the end, what happened was that, that we, we moved there sort of towards the end of 2015. And then in 2016, of course, we got the dreaded Brexit vote. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think anyone will ever forgive them. Didn't think, didn't, didn't think that, that Brexit would the Brexiteers were going to win, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. including, of course, the, the then British Prime Minister. Uh, but they did. And, of course, the immediate result of that was that uh, the pound plummeted in value. Yeah. Um, and so we had done our calculations um, of buying a, 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 a plot of land and we'd drawn up plans and we'd got the planning permission from the local local authority uh, in, in, in France um, in the mountains, we. But the problem was that we then thought we're not going to have enough money to finish this because we've got, you know, you've only got a, li- you've only got a certain amount that you can spend on a house, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because right? You need right. money for living, yes, as well. Um, so we decided to pull out of it because we just thought we, we might end up. We didn't even know at that point whether we'd be able to live in it because we weren't French, right? We yeah, have, we hadn't lived in France <laughs> oh, for the Europe. We, required amount of time to get residents nobody knew what the rules were going to be we got sort of we got cold feet meantime we had we had in fact been spending the winters in France been spending the summers on our boat which at that time we kept in Croatia of course (laughs) but we'd we'd had it in Croatia for a long time and we we thought that we'd like to my original plan was that we you know once we got the house sorted out that we would then embark upon a, a journey around the Mediterranean in the boat but um that didn't happen just because we didn't know where we were going to live mm-hmm. <laughs> so bet. we started looking around about where we, where we would live and we decided that because we'd had because we'd really liked um uh, the Portuguese people that we'd met in Timor Leste, and see, there was a purpose to telling you about that. Mm-hmm. Was that we could go and have a look and see where we could put our boat in in Portugal. So we came to we came to Lisbon, and we looked at all the marinas up and down the coast um, in different places, and to think, you know. And while we were here, we had such a nice time, and we so enjoyed it. We thought, well, hang on a minute why don't we leave the boat somewhere else and we'll move here? And so that's what we, that, that's what we did eventually, because um, in addition to, to actually um, 
having lots of uh, sailing facilities here. They also have extremely favourable um, ways of being able to get residency, and uh-huh. even if you're not an EU citizen. Interesting. So it's actually easier to um, become a resident of Portugal than it is of other EU states. Okay. So we decided that we would switch allegiance and um, <laughs> we, <laughs> we left France and uh, much as we'd loved it. And we came over here and then we, we rented a place for a little while. And in fact, just a studio flat to begin with. And we sort of looked around and got ourselves a bit settled and decided where we were going to live. So then we bought a house. A couple of things happened. One was that... Um, in fact, my brother died in the UK, so I had to go back to the UK and sort out his house there, which had been our original family home. So mm-hmm. that oh, wow. took some time, some months. After that, uh, we came back, and, and in fact, I fell quite ill. Mm. I got this horrible thing, a virus, which comes from chickenpox, from wow. having had chickenpox as a child. You, you know you get shingles in yes, yeah. your chest. and yes, well, yes. I got it. You get there's a version that you get in your ear. Oh my goodness! Which, um, which uh, is called Ramsey Hunt syndrome, and I got that, and I got a paralysis that, um, on the side of my face, and wow. I damaged my hearing, and I and my um, um, vestibular nerve, which is one about your balance, and so on. Oh. And so I had a really, I, I got carted off to hospital in a Portuguese ambulance, which was quite an experience. Wow. And, um, uh, you know, but the hospital was marvellous. So, that you know, I know that uh, your listeners are interested in healthcare, And I have yes. to say that I couldn't have been better treated than I was in the, under the Portuguese, just the ordinary public health system mm-hmm. that was, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it was an emergency. OK. Uh, you know, they thought I could have. It felt I thought I had a stroke when I woke up and couldn't move my oh. face. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 You know, but as you can see, I've pretty well recovered. Yes, I was going to say, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, Yeah, it's left me slightly deaf in one ear and um, and I still have problems with balance. But, um, Mm -hmm. you know, all things considered, it could have been worse. Yes, yes, yes. And what's more, when I had an MRI, they told me I've got no signs of Alzheimer's at all. So isn't that fantastic? Oh, that is fantastic. (laughs) That's a nice finding byproduct. Bonus points. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It certainly was. Anyway, it took me quite a long time to get over that. And of course, about two months later, I had that in October and then March, it was COVID. Mm. So what with one thing and another, we did, we, although we bought our house, we did absolutely nothing with it until just recently. And in fact, two months ago, we we started on it. So now it's got the top, it's got a hole in the roof with a tarpaulin over it. And <laughs> it's busy being renovated. Well, that, is that working? Does the tarp actually prevent the rain or have you tarped it enough? Well, it, it, it doesn't seem too bad, actually. I mean, it doesn't rain a lot here. Okay. okay. It does rain. Okay. And when it rains, it rains quite hard. But, I mean, it hasn't soaked everything. Okay. Okay. Like that. So, it's, right. it's so you've fun. given us a ton of information, which we will now dissect <laughs> properly. <laughs> when when one searches for a home in Lisbon, in which is the capital, it must be costly. Can you kind of give us a uh, average price and what what did you buy yeah. for a fact? Well, you have to make decisions about how you want to live. In my view, and we wanted it to. We didn't want to live right in the middle of bustle of the city, where you've got you know 
car noises and and fumes and um, yeah. things like that. Because after all, we'd come here from being up a up a mountain in the French Alps, you yeah. know, which yeah. uh, <laughs> sort of the epitome of fresh air. So uh, although although um, pollution is not great here, because of course we we're right next to the Atlantic Ocean, so so you know we get all the, the all the air that. The, the clean air that comes in from the ocean. Okay. Uh, but of course, there is the the local pollution, which um, you know there is some, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's not that bad compared with um, you know, for example, living in the centre of London or something like sure. that. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. That was one factor. So we wanted to look more on the outskirts of Lisbon, not right in the centre. I mean, some people love living in the centre of the city, but it right. wasn't for us. Mm-hmm. And we went out to um, a very popular area and had a look at that called Cascais, which is um, more t- towards the, the ocean. Lisbon is slightly up the river because there's a big river called the, um, well, in Portuguese, it's called the Tejo, but um, the rest of the world calls it the Tagus. Anyway, th- and it's a, it's a broad stretch of water. It's very wide. We looked at the, the western end which is very popular with inter, with international visitors and they have a lot of international schools there and things like that so you know it's quite uh, it's very popular in fact some um, my best friend in the UK her son has just moved here with his family oh, oh nice um, so but they live they live um, on in fact on the other side of the river because what we did was we came to the south side of the river which like in london is not so popular but on the other hand, it is quieter, and we've we've actually bought a house in an old an old part where of uh, where they're all old fishermen's cottages. Oh, so we sounds quaint. Little old fishermen's cottage, uh-huh. and uh, that's what we're busy doing up. Okay, is it a single story or multiple floors? It's um it's basically got three floors, although um they are. They need a lot of support at the moment. <laughs> yeah, with all your walking, be careful. That's my well, fear. Yes, it's the it's the they we we're having a steel a steel framework set up on the inside. Oh, to oh nice. Because you know, okay, and we're, okay. Get, we're going to put in a light well because they're quite dark little cottages because they they wanted to keep the houses cool. Yes. They're very thick walls. Mm-hmm. You know, so. They've obviously lasted for quite a long time, but um, mm-hmm. but nevertheless, I think um, most of them could do with some internal support. Wow! <laughs> so so are the costs fair? Like, what does pricing look like well, for a yes. small? Um, well, our our house, the cost of it wasn't that great, really. It was um, we we paid one hundred sixty thousand euros. Oh wow! Well, that's which great. Is, uh-huh. um, I haven't worked what that that is. Yeah, I, I think the euro as of last week it was about a dollar thirteen U.S. The building costs some things, some items cost a lot because they have quite a high rate of VAT, which is the sales ah, tax. Yes, um, yes, they have quite a high rate of VAT, but they, it is possible to claim that back at the end of the construction period, apparently. But I haven't really got that far yet because we've only been doing this for two months, and it's going to take about eight months. So, oh, so your house is a fixer-upper. How much do you think a, a similar house that was uh, ready to move in would cost? Uh, well, in the, uh, uh, I mean, you could. We looked 
at new houses um, oh. at, sort of inland from Lisbon on the, so on the other side of the river from where we are and um, you could get a really nice house at somewhere from about 250 to 400,000 mm-hmm. euros mm-hmm. Um, and it might even have a swimming pool wow okay but, you know so property here is relatively cheap compared with other places particularly if you go a little way outside the big cities mm-hmm. however prices are rising rapidly because um uh, many people are realizing the benefits of living in portugal mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's, it's a very friendly place very welcoming to foreigners because you know they have had because of their history they've had a big exit and sort of brain their portuguese brain power and so they actually want people to come and oh. live here and spend money here and uh you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to support support the economy that way. So they they have very favourable visas, which I know is um, something yes. that's of interest to yes. them. So How does one acquire? Mm-hmm. They have a number of different um, uh, uh, visa, visa types. I mean, if you've got any kind of connection with Portuguese family, then it's relatively easy to get a visa. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if you're a, an EU member, you have the right to live here anyway. Right. Oh, true. So you know, like lots of there are quite a few French here, for example. In the south, there's quite a lot of Germans as well. Wow. Um, who European. some of them just have holiday houses, but some people have chosen to come and live here. You know, nice. uh, on a retired basis. Mm-hmm. We have some Swedish friends here who you know have chosen to buy a flat here in a block which is just up the road from us we live in what's called the historic center nice. which got these little, this, this old-fashioned street um but around us it's fairly sort of suburban looking really uh we prefer the sort of the more of the quaint look even though sure. those houses are sort of small and dark but nevertheless <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds nice so the house is is old and in terms of um, installing or, or updating all of that, you have to bring in all these, um, I guess, electricians, right? If you're going to do all that updating, is that easy to find? Oh, yes. And- I mean, it, well, well, we've been very fortunate and found um, a very nice builder who is um, a South African Portuguese. So he speaks, he's bilingual. Mm. Um, he's, he's absolutely marvelous. So we were very fortunate to um, bump into him. Yeah. <laughs> so that was nice. Nice. And he's become a good friend, actually. So oh, that, I love that. that. We feel, that. We feel that we, really, we really trust him. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I have read horror stories about things, that, you know, where things are not done properly. And I have to say that my experience of the lawyers here has not been the best. I would have fired them if they had been my assistants, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no attention to detail or oh anything like that. And of course, if you're not aware of the system, then it's difficult to spot. Yes, yes. You know. And how did you find your contractor? Uh, well, we just bumped into him in, the, in the, some, a friend of ours who is British, bumped into him in a cafe and um, <laughs> so that was happenstance. <laughs> yes, and uh, then he then he started talking to him and and found out that he was a, a builder, okay. and um, then said, "Oh, I've got these friends and they've got a house, and I know that they want to do it up soon. Can you? Would you like to have a chat with them?" And so that's what happened. Oh, <laughs> so you didn't even like kind of 
you know, with no us, vetting. I know no vetting. We do so much research, but uh, so far everything's so working. Right. So far everything's been fine. And um, what he has, he said, he's been very straightforward and upfront about things. And he said, he said, I don't, do, you know, I don't connect all the electricity up because I'm not certified to do that. So I bring in oh. somebody who does that. Oh, okay. And he okay. does the same with the plumbing and, um, and he's okay. got a steel man who does the steel work, which oh. we start him to do. General contractor. Okay. So, so mm-hmm. he's sort of, He's doing some of the work, but project managing it as well. So sure, sure. Um, that's, that's great. Yeah, that's more his role um, yeah. at, at, as a project manager ra- rather than being the builder, if you see what I mean. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Absolutely. So we actually contract with the specialist, but he helps us find them and gets us different quotes and things like that. So it's more like he has more like a project management role, which yeah, right. works very well for us. And, yeah. and what about renting? Do you know what the cost of renting in general is in Lisbon? Yes. Well, I think if you move some, if you want to move somewhere, you have to rent first because just to find out what it's like. Yeah. Whether you really like the area that you're going to, you're proposing to live in, and so on. And in fact, we started off by doing Airbnb, oh. which is a common method. You know. Yes. Yes. We ha- we'd heard that there was going to be a new block of flats built and we'd, we'd seen them advertised before we came. And so we thought, well, we'll go and look at those. And um, we went to um, a property show in the UK, actually, and they we met a few people and made appointments with them and they took us to see various things. So we went out all in different areas of the country to have a look. So, for example, there's an area slightly to the north of um, Lisbon called the Silver Coast. And that's extremely popular with retirees from other parts of Europe. And um, we looked at a a lovely house, which was, I think the asking price was, uh, I mentioned was, it was one of the ones with the swimming pool and it was 295,000 euros. Wow. Wow. For a brand new house. Wow. And what city was that called? I couldn't hear you. It wasn't in a city. It's in in an area. Mm-hmm. which was called is called the silver coast but we didn't want to live in that way because we wanted to live near somewhere where we had access to the theater to the ah. to the 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 gallery the art yes, gallery the cultural the bookshops yes. as yes. you mentioned oh and, uh, is it true only one person fits in there yes <laughs> it is. oh it's my lord place <laughs> But they have other shops where you can. Yeah. <laughs> and so is that why you didn't? I know a lot of expats end up going to the Algarve. Is that why you didn't? Oh, I wouldn't. Well, I've been to the Algarve on holiday and it's uh-huh. very much a holiday area. There are loads of golf courses. And if you like golf, it's brilliant, mm-hmm. you know. OK. But uh, um, I am not a golf player and neither is my husband. Uh-huh. And, um mm-hmm. uh, We went there. We arrived when we first arrived in Europe with our, on our boat, we 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 stopped our first European stop was in Lagos, which is one of the towns on the south coast in, okay. in the Algarve. Okay. Well, it was very convenient, but it wasn't the kind of place that we wanted to live. Right. Sure. Sure. It's, it's it, 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 I mean, it's a thriving place and you know, very pleasant and right. so on, but <laughs> right. it's not exactly didn't offer the range of things that we wanted, sure. which was things like the you know, access to cultural events and so on. I mean, Absolutely. after all, I've just told you about how, you know, we've got mm-hmm. our um, motorcycle clubs Father Christmas parade <laughs> just happening right. right outside the door, you uh, know? And, and you know who'd be there, Gil? Yes. I would be there. <laughs> yes, you would, Jean. That is so you. That is so you. 
So um, if we could go back a bit to what about the the cost of living, including the amenities and taxes yes. and so forth? Yes. Yeah. Well, we yeah we 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 got we got we rather got. Uh, I know. I'm sorry. I'm going off on a tangent. Oh yes, rent, rent. <laughs> yes. Well. Yeah, we we rented a little studio flat. Um, we did Airbnb, and then we did rented a studio flat. In fact, in the road where we're living at the moment, we've moved a few hundred yards up the road because that a studio flat was just not enough room for us to have, you know, yeah. two people talking on the phone at the same time. <laughs> and, and so we moved to this house, which has got three floors and is approximately well, it's a little bit smaller than our house which is another 200 meters up the road so you know we're just in the same road so we feel part of the community here like you know as I mentioned we were just walking home we we decided to go out for lunch because it was so beautiful today the sun was shining so we sat in the sun and ate prawns or at least I did it was great um anyway as we walked home our friend um Esmeraldas leaned over the balcony and said, oh, you know, you've got to come and see my son who's in Father Christmas. <laughs> so we know people here. Mm-hmm. We know, you know, we have, I can't walk down the road without somebody saying hello and things Whoa, like that. It's so really nice. nice. Yeah. So, so it, what's it, the rent? The, the rent here for us in this in the house is 900 euros a month. Oh, wow. That's great. That's really great. Yeah. Yes. We uh-huh. are on the south side of the, of the um, river. Mm-hmm. So if we want to go into Lisbon, we get the ferry. Costs um, about two euros fifty to get oh. the ferry. It takes twenty minutes, mm-hmm. um, and you land virtually in the centre of of Lisbon. I'm sorry, that's nine hundred euros for a three bedroom, right? No, it, it's for three floors. It's not oh, three actually floors. three bedrooms because it has a very very strange layout. How many bedrooms? <laughs> because a lot of the houses here do because. Because they were actually mostly they were occupied with it. They just had one family per floor. Ah. Oh. Originally. So, so you're living like a king and queen. You're on three stories for nine hundred. So how but, many? Yeah. How many rooms? Right, are there? Well, well, I'm on the top floor at the moment, and basically it's just one big room with a bathroom attached, which is ah. quite um. Yeah, nice. This, this is in fact is our bedroom. It would have been originally, you can see that this house has been done up, but originally it would have been three small rooms. Right. right. You know, that's how it would have been. Right. I prefer. Um, And it would have been like that on every floor. Okay. Oh, with the bathroom on every floor? Oh, Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, in fact, uh, the house that we have bought is is divided into two. So it has two. Two floors? It had um, two bathrooms. Okay. So we're going to make an extra sort of powder room thing. So, but but in your in your house, you're going to be able to accommodate your guests and family, right? Because you, you're building the extra bathroom in the other rooms. Yes, that's right. Oh, I see. So what Wonderful. We're, what, what we're doing is uh, we're we're actually going to keep the ground floor as a sort of like a separate little flat because it technically. It, it's two properties, but just mm-hmm. in one house. Mm-hmm. So we're going to keep that, and it it'll be it's like the uh, the original studio flat that we stayed in to begin okay. with. So did you have to take title from two families? You said it's- no, because it okay. had been it had been somebody or other's um, house because uh, okay. you know a lot of people gotcha. Gotcha. bought the house and then okay. rent out. 
And when you rent, does it come with, I don't know where I heard this, does it come with appliances and all that? Or did you have Yes, to... in, in France, it doesn't. So, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, when, when, we, when we rented in France, we had to, we had to buy um, an oven and um, a washing oh, machine a and a dishwasher and bizarre isn't it yeah I mean compared to what we're used to yes well me too I'd never come across that it wasn't like that in Switzerland and okay it wasn't like that in um of all the other places that I have lived yeah (laughs) it wasn't like that can you imagine you live somewhere yeah you you rent somewhere for six months and then you move and you have to take your refrigerator with you (laughs) it's so odd yes yeah I agree with you (laughs) they're they're not they weren't built in all right, I have a. I, I just have a side question. So, in parenthesis, was the rent in France high? Well, I mean, I know it depends it where you were. It was about the same. It, it well, it was about the same actually. Yeah, I okay. thought that. I mean, I've always heard that France, that Paris is very expensive, et cetera, else. but outside yes, Paris, Paris is much much more reasonable. Is that yes. correct? Because yes, I would like to live there. Absolutely, it months. is. In uh, in there are some places in the mountains which are very upmarket, and you know, uh, mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. example, we lived not far from a place called Majev, which uh, was full of very bling shops and um, had a Swarovski um, uh, Christmas tree. Oh, uh, oh. Because, and, <laughs> oh, wow! And was very much par- patronized by the Russians because, of course, I was attuned to because I was <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> right, 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 right. Used to hearing um, Russian spoken and. Uh, Oh, that's so I interesting. Identify it when I heard it. Right, right. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so, you know. So um, in the rent, well, it's close to where you are now, is the cost of electricity and those things? Um... No, no, you, 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 you pay for those separately. Electricity okay. costs a lot, in my view, in, in Portugal. It's Such as? In, what would you? It's cheaper in France. Mm. Well, we pay, oh, how much do we pay? We pay about... Uh, 90 or 100 euros a month for electricity oh that is high okay that's euros of course of course yes and you know i i would expect to uh, i mean it is cheaper in the summer but um but nevertheless it's still mm. on average you know you i, I mean they have had months o- over 100 some when right, it's really right. cold months we don't okay. get many of those fortunately but oh good good sometimes yeah, it is. yeah. we pay about 150 a month, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and what about tax? They have a very high um, VAT, which is the sales tax that I mentioned, because it's twenty three percent, which is wow. the best ones in um, in Europe. Okay, that is high. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cars are very expensive here. Okay, we don't actually have a car here, partly because we can walk everywhere, oh. or or we can um, or we can ride our bikes. We can get Uber, and if we're going into Lisbon, we go on the ferry. And okay. mm-hmm. there's a very good bus service. So you don't need a just car. And, and, and to buy a car is really expensive. So because the car taxes on cars are very expensive. I don't actually know the details of taxes on cars because we don't mm-hmm. have one. But, but you uh, have a boat. <laughs> yeah, but our boat is in Italy, so it's not here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to pay for that. <laughs> Yeah, we certainly do. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, it costs a lot to have a yeah, 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 yeah. What about groceries? Where do you go uh, for that? We there, there is an absolutely wonderful little store just around the corner. I mean, it must be 50 meters from mm-hmm. where I'm here, 50 mm-hmm. yards away. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Literally around the corner. And it's run by a local family. It's in a converted house. It has, I'm 
perpetually amazed at how much they fit in there. Wow. You know, if you want sort of like six different kinds of flour, you can get it. Oh, nice. Um, you know, it's 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 just extraordinary. And they're so lovely. And they sort of, they say things to me like, <laughs> I went in there the other day and uh, I was buying a bottle of wine for my husband. <laughs> and the girl, the girl, she's the daughter of the family. She said to me, uh, she said, I picked one up and she said, no, he prefers that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh so you switched and you bought the other. <laughs> yes. That is so funny. Oh, that is funny. Interesting. It is, isn't it? Yeah. 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 They're, they're such so. a lovely family. And they, you know, it's such a delight and pleasure to go in there. I'd love However, to shop in a place like that. We do have a we do have a um, supermarket of a, a brand called Lidl, and then oh, oh we have that here. Yeah, you have Lidl there, do you? Oh, yeah. no, it just no, um, recently, yeah, in the last year, last year or so. Yeah, right. Okay, yes, I didn't know they'd expand. No, they're they're expanding. Yeah, very. Yeah. yeah, there's articles about how they're expanding, and I yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. there's there's two that could sort of go together. There's Aldi, Lidl, and Aldi. That's yes. it. <laughs> and they, they they made a big difference in the UK um, ooh, about 15 years ago now okay. Okay. Um, when they suddenly appeared and sort of put a bit of a rocket up the uh, mm. English supermarket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they're fairly priced, those, those stores. Yeah, they're inexpensive, right? Yeah. Yes, but you're never quite sure whether they're going to have something in or not. Exactly. Ah. Exactly. So like, I don't really you know, shop you there. Mm-hmm. You buy it when you see it and right. yeah. that's it. Right. Um, and then about a quarter of an hour bus ride, and the buses are pretty frequent, We or else we go with an Uber or something. We don't normally go with the bike, with our bikes, because we, when we go down to the, a big supermarket, just like a hypermarket mm-hmm. called Continenti, we, we tend to want to do a big shop so that yeah. to stock up on various things. Right, right. That we can't necessarily get locally. So, like the brand of coffee that we like, or something like that, which is mm-hmm. from Timor Leste. Ah, lovely coffee. <laughs> Timor Leste. Oh, that's so funny. That is funny. Timor Leste again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and what about? I mean, you can always purchase items, I suppose, from Amazon, right, or places that are online. Yes, yes, okay. we can. Although Portugal doesn't have its own um, uh, Amazon, it, it it shares with Spain. Ah. They do it in two languages. Okay. Um, so what I, t- <laughs> you know, if I'm looking for presents, because uh, that it's much easier to use Amazon for presents mm-hmm. when you mm-hmm. all live in different countries. And oh, true. going back to Brexit, yes, you know, we've just introduced um, a scheme of um, in in Portugal of, of um, importing stuff. So parcels to me, well. I ordered some wool from a place because I like knitting and um, I ordered some wool and knitted a jumper for a friend of mine. And, she, and you know, the wool didn't come for weeks and weeks. And I kept saying, you know, where is it? What's happened to it? And so on. And it turned out that it had been eventually what I, I thought it had been caught in this new system that they've got of for, for customs clearance mm. where you have to, you know, you often have to pay duty on something so for example my favorite tea bags oh i can't get from that way anymore oh. um but <laughs> i've just crisis. discovered uh spain has started to stock the ones that i like which are yorkshire tea bags mm. um <laughs> so, 
can actually now get them. But there was an interim of some months when I could not get them, which huh. was, you know, dire. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, those are the little pleasures in life. Yes, I know. I know. I, know. <laughs> I totally <shocking>. agree. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I wish the audience could see her face now. So funny. You are so funny. So, all right. So, so you can do everything by foot, which is good. You can either, um, if you're buying a lot, you know, like you say, stocking up, you can take an Uber. Otherwise there's plenty of, um, buses, or if you had to go yeah. into the city, uh, ferry and everything's and you can, accessible. You can walk to a coffee or tea shop, right? Oh yes. And there's more. Tell, tell. There's a marvelous little cafe around the corner, which we affectionately named the Kremlin because, <laughs> because it has some other name totally. Um, <laughs> some name about it's called something like um, letters and cutlery or something like that. Oh. Um, but anyway, <laughs> Kremlin uh, or literature and cutlery. Um, um, oh, oh, that's anyway, cute. the thing is that it's in a building that where where the the building is actually owned by the local communist party. And and uh, wow! And and the cafe was is run by a very capitalist guy who's extremely nice. As a franchise, you know, he he just rents the rents the space and so on. Anyway, and in fact, they at one time you, to get to the party upstairs, you had to go into the cafe and up the stairs to get to there. But they've now separated it; they have separate entrances. So, but nevertheless, we were just thought this was so funny when we first arrived that we oh. were going to. Have coffee in the in the in the Communist Party headquarters. <laughs> 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 oh my lord! And so, what do you get? Like little biscottis, or no, not 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 biscottis. No, but... no the, the cafe isn't isn't anything to do with the Communist. No, no, no. I know, I know. But I mean, building. in the cafe, do you get what? What are you able to get? Is it expensive? Is it like Starbucks? Oh no, uh, coffee costs. Um, oh, I think it costs if you just get an ordinary little. Um, espresso? espresso, which is because what you know people drink in Europe, you don't get the big buckets of <laughs> Starbucks. <laughs> well, what does one trip cost you? I'm trying well, it, to get a it, sense. It that costs you sixty cents. Oh, okay. Here it'd be six dollars. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's ridiculous. Yes, That's because you haven't got a Starbucks. You see. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you started talking about visas. Can you talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, sure. Well. There are there are a number of different types, but um, the type that we came on was what's called a non-habitual residency. Non-habitual non residency mm -hmm. is aimed primarily at retirees, but you don't you don't have to be a retiree. You could be an early retirer if you wanted. But basically, it's for people who do not earn their income in Portugal, mm -hmm. but have their income comes in from the outside. Okay. And originally, the deal was when we first signed up for it was that you didn't pay any tax on any pensions, only on any money that you earned in Portugal. Oh, but unfortunately, the um, European courts decided that this was uh, not fair on the rest of the community, mm -hmm. and the, they ruled that, um, that there had to be some kind of taxation. So now we pay ten percent. Okay, on oh, okay. pensions. 10% on pensions. Okay. So that's from, that's, from uh, anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, um, mm -hmm. We got into that as European citizens because we managed to get in before we, before the UK actually left the European Union. Ah. So if you are not a European U Union member, uh, citizen, mm -hmm. 
Um, then there are two other options. So talk to us about, in terms of your location, where is the nearest international airport? It takes about an hour to get there. We go on the ferry across the water mm-hmm. or we get an Uber straight there. Mm-hmm. An Uber straight there takes about 35, 40 minutes. Oh, okay. And that was, uh, it would take it take about just over an hour to get there on uh, if we went by public transport. All right. And can um, you get direct flights out of there to? Yes, there are lots of direct flights to I mean, all over. Several a day to the UK, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently, I, I ventured on, out on an aeroplane in October and went to France to see my children. Uh, well, I actually flew to Geneva, which is in Switzerland, because that happens to be the nearest airport. Okay. Um, so, you know, no problems at all. Okay. Um, are, are all your children in um, France? No. Um, my son and his family live there. Okay. Um, my daughter and her family and Ian's two children live in the UK in London, uh, near London. Or in, wow. In London, stroke near mm-hmm. London. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so that's not that far for you. I mean, to me, Europeans travel all over Europe, not stop all the time. Let's go back to healthcare for a moment. Can you get a primary care physician nearby, or what's the scene like? Yes, you can. We have a friend who's been here for a bit longer than us, and he has he has got a family doctor. We have found it very difficult to get a family doctor, huh. but um, as such, but we. We we what we did do is we managed to get an insurance which pays half of all the fees of anything, and it does it and it doesn't it's not going to change the cost of that. Uh, once you if you provided that you took it out before the age of seventy five, mm-hmm. they just if you keep paying it you just it doesn't change. So you don't it's not going and to get. What are the expensive. costs? What are the costs associated? Um, with it? It's it, private insurance. Uh, for the two of us, it costs ninety-nine euros, ninety-eight euros a month. Oh, oh okay. That's nothing, yeah. Oh, that's great for two. Yeah. Yes, and, and uh, so that that's private. That's that's private. Private but, insurance. Um, okay. But you know, it's quite easy to work together the the state system and the private system. Mm-hmm. But we have we have found it quite difficult to get a family doctor. If you need, let's say. I don't know, something comes up and you're not sure uh, how you feel. Wh- what, do you, what do you do? Well, a friend of ours told us about this local um, private medical practice uh, a clinic. And um, when I was ill, because we didn't quite know what to do, we went there. We just went there. Yeah. And uh, the, when, you know, to begin with and said, please, can somebody see us? And somebody saw us straight away. Because oh. they could see that I was looking terrible, and and, <laughs> and then and then we got we got um, I got funneled off to hospital. So that was you know okay it was that worked out very nicely. So actually, we use that clinic now okay. the whole time, and we know them. And so, for example, <laughs> yesterday oh, was it yesterday or no, the day before? I went to the dentist, which is part of the same thing. Okay, just for a checkup. Okay. And um, I also picked up um, um, a prescription for my husband. Mm-hmm. And uh, I walked in. And there was a lady there who I wasn't—I didn't recollect having seen her before. Anyway, she looked up at me and said, "Oh, you've come for your husband's prescription!" Oh, like, <laughs> wow, that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, 
I know we are a bit strange because we're foreigners. I mean, there aren't that many foreigners on this side of the oh, river. Uh, which is nice, we, right? <laughs> yeah, yes. I mean, that was something we didn't, you know, some people just want to live in the international community. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I like access to it, which we have, because we all we've got to do is hop on the ferry and off we go. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but at the same time, I like to be in the Portuguese community. Yes, yes. Okay. So so if there's a need, you are close contact to the hospital. Um, yes. Within... The, hospital, the hospital is a, is a bit of a trip away. It's about 25 minutes in a car. All right. All right. But you don't but, have to take a ferry uh, or. No, no, we don't. No, no. But there's one on the, there's one on this side. Okay. Um, the, the, the clinic is not very far away. And and a pharmacy is also in pharmacy around the corner, literally. Oh, wonderful! So you right. can in get fact, all the other what, stuff there's there. A, there's a closer one, but it, it's not open all the time. The one that's around the corner. It, oh, sorry, I'm waving my arms around. <laughs> if you, if, if, if <laughs> You're go, right. So around the corner. If I turn right, if I turn right, right. go to the far, that pharmacy. It's open 24 hours a day. Okay. If I go to the smaller one, right. which is to the left, it's uh-huh. only open at certain times. So I tend to go to the 24 hour one because I okay. don't have to think about what time it's open. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. What, what about the federal health care? How do you qualify for that? And is the federal health care good? Um, the government health care, I should say. Yes, public public health um, care. But the way that we qualified was that we we just went along to the centre, which the administrative centre, which is the centre that we would go to for a family doctor if we wanted one, if we used one. As I've mentioned, we in fact tend not to, but um, we could we could go there. Um, we would just, we wouldn't have we haven't got a name doctor, but we could just go and see a doctor. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's the fam- that's the state system. Um, so we registered there. So you get a number, and then, um, for example, at the at the pharmacy, you register your number, and then when you want a prescription, they send you the prescription on your phone, and you take it to the pharmacy and show them the the the, the phone message, and they type it into their system, and they can pull it up from the state system. So. It works very well. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. easy. It sounds efficient. Yeah. And sometimes they've, I think they're a little bit slow off the mark here. But on the other hand, for example, with the vaccinations for COVID, is an example, Portugal has got the highest rate of vaccination in the whole of Europe. Wow. Oh, nice. And they were slow starting, but once they got going, they just overtook everyone else. They just did it. And we're all that we're all now about to have our boosters. And mm-hmm. um, so um uh, Ian's appointment is on the 14th and I'm because I'm a little bit younger than him I haven't been sent one yet but um but actually I'm just going to go along with him because I reckon if I turn up with him they'll give me one yeah right 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 That's how it is here. because uh, because uh, you know there were you could only have the booster after a certain date which was in right. fact um, in fact is today um ah. but we're going on Tuesday so okay you know Sure, I don't sure, see sure. it as being a problem because, it, you know, they tell you to do that, to just turn up. The Digital Nomad Group is one of the biggest in Europe. There's a, it's got about 10,000 members. Wow. Because uh, Lisbon is a, is a very lively cultural city, which is one of the reasons why we wanted to live within, uh, you know, mm-hmm. easy reach. Right. 
Um, and in fact, before when we first arrived and before all the COVID and everything else nasty happened, um, we 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 would go quite regularly to the digital know about events, and it was great fun. They'd have like comedy evenings and you know talks about this, that, and the other, and uh, they're a fantastic group. Mm-hmm. And we made some good friends doing that. Um, so it was easy to make friends, but that was sort of an, uh, the international community. Okay, so so the Lisbon Digital Nomads, it's a meetup group. All right, so yeah. I see. So people sign up and then you meet each other. Oh, that's wonderful. What, what, what about, um, so you're learning Portuguese. Yeah. How important is, do, do you need to know Portuguese to get around in the city? Well, I think you need to know a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm... As I said, I've lived in lots of different places and I've always tried to learn the local language wherever yeah. I've been. And um, because I think it's one, I think it's just courteous. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and the other thing is that people are much nicer to you if you make an effort to speak their language. Right. Um, right. Uh, so, you know, I always try to do that. But it is perfectly possible to live here without speaking a word of it. You know, my husband does, for example. <laughs> <laughs> and, and how far? What he does is he says to me, he asks me, he knows some words. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and how are you learning? You're learning. Uh, do you have a teacher? How are you learning? Um, no, I don't, because uh, because by the time I sort of settled down here to really learn, uh, COVID came along, and um, uh-huh. and um, uh, I use Duolingo. Um, I've used other other systems for other languages, um, mm-hmm. uh, like um, Busu. I don't know if you know Busu. Busu no. is quite fun because you get to talk to um, you can you can sort of set up chats with people all over the place. And oh, is that oh, wow. a, is that an app? Yes, it's like Duolingo, but it's ah, oh, um, got it's, it. Uh, Busu is a very obscure language which is only spoken by about 10 people or something so uh, <laughs> what <laughs> that's, that's the name of the, the app that's it's the name right, of the app right, so, right. yeah b-u-s-u-u but I, I i didn't i wasn't learning busu i was i used the busu app to learn whatever it was okay okay i i just want to go back a moment because i was very interested in when we were talking about um public health care uh, in case we decide to live in portugal for a short time gene since mm-hmm. i have all these allergies and and skin issues and what have you yeah so i found that if you are living in portugal under the golden visa or the d7 visa you yeah. can benefit from the portugal national health service once you've yeah. registered Otherwise, yeah. you can purchase the private health. Of course, that's yeah. true for any country. Okay, so and and it says here I found online that expats will find that Portugal has an extensive tax-funded public healthcare system, and the most essential medical services are available free of charge. And, and otherwise, if it's non-essential, you pay a small copay. So this is this is good to know. This is good to know for everyone. Okay. Yes, and uh, I suppose that you know, coming from the UK, in the UK, you know. The National Health Service in the UK, you don't pay. Well, you kind of do, but indirectly, mm-hmm. um, you pay it through a tax. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, for the uh, for the user, there's no payment. Right. Um, you, and and for for um, pharmacy, you know, uh, pharmaceuticals, uh, drugs, or whatever you need, um, there's a, a small payment. Right. 
Um, but it's not necessarily the cost of the drugs. It's just a contribution. Right. You know, it, so it, I'm, I'm a kind of custom to that system. Sure. And actually, the Portuguese one is extremely um, similar. So yeah. when I was ill and I had to go off to the hospital and I had, you know, what should we call it? Some echograms and yes. mm-hmm. an MRI and blah, right. blah, blah. I didn't have to pay. Wow. Now, that's amazing. Right. I, I mean, it didn't cross your mind to... Oh, I think I have to go back home, you know, or whatever homeland is to you. You know, you've traveled so much. I, I think, in general, um, not to go off topic, but this is so important. It's it's the United States. It's always on our minds, healthcare, because it's so expensive here, and you can't get away from it. So, but outside of all the interviews we've conducted, healthcare just seems to be such a right, you know, and and. They don't have, most places don't have the issues that we have. So we always make it the, you know, front of mind, if you will. You know, you're absolutely right. And, 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 and the thing is that I think a, a lot of um, foreigners find the American attitude towards healthcare absolutely extraordinary. Yes. Because, yeah. you know, it's mad. It you is. know, you have to, you pay so much. And I actually have some British friends who are doctors in, in America. And their insurance policies cost the earth because you get, yeah. you've got this ridiculous system yeah. it's about horrible, horrible. payments, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, I mean, it's just crazy. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, and, we literally cannot see certain doctors because, well, we can, but we would have to pay an arm and a leg. Yeah, you know, certain doctors don't take any insurance. Right. Like so, uh, recently I've had, you know, some bouts of anxiety and um, someone said, oh, you have to contact a, a psychiatrist if you want a certain uh, medicine. And so I looked up, you know, certain ones that that were decent. And we certainly have a million and one physicians here nearby. But yeah. they, they many of them started at 500 an hour. OK, yeah. 500 an hour for what? Uh, you know, it, it's just astonishing. Okay. All yeah. right. Let me, let me, let me stop. Cause I can go on forever about healthcare. Right. Let's go to a fun topic. Tell us about all the cultural activities that, that you started to uh, go into. Tell us about those things. Yeah. Cause Lisbon's supposed to be such a fun place and, yeah. and, and great culture. Yeah. Tell us a little about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I don't think that I've made the most of it. And that's partly because of COVID. Yeah, well, of it is because of COVID. Because, you know, really, since we've been here full time, either I was ill or we've mm-hmm. <laughs> always been right. COVID. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And since I fall into the vulnerable group, I'm not very keen on, on doing too much. However, right. there are some absolutely wonderful um, places. There's a, a, a the Gulbenkian Museum, which I absolutely loved. It's an, they've got a modern part and an ancient part, and it's just great with a lovely tea room and beautiful gardens, and it's a delight to go to, especially in the summer. And um, so, you know that that that's one place. They, um, I recently had some American visitors, um, and we went to the, the Museum of Tiles because one of the features oh. of um, of 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 Portugal is that they that their their houses are made of um, of uh, a lot of sandy material, and so what they do is they put tiles on the outside of the house, and they they are influenced by the Moorish invasions that they had, you know, in the Middle Ages, wow. and, and they 
they, so they tend to be sort of like flower motifs or maybe mm. boats or things like that, you know. Uh-huh. And they're absolutely beautiful and they're wonderful colours and, uh, uh, you know, the, it's just great. And that sort of desire for colour and 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 art and sort of beauty mm-hmm. in the streets is now carried on by this extremely lively street art movement. And when my daughter came to see me um, at, the, at the beginning of October, um, we went on a, a street art tour, which was just wonderful. I mean, wow. I hadn't really appreciated, you know, okay, you look at it and you think graffiti or whatever, mm-hmm. but actually some of the paintings are really are works of art. Yes, And um, somebody took us round and showed us this and, you know, beautiful drawings of older people in one area which I hadn't seen before and I thought they were marvellous in fact I, I I took pictures of lots of them and I've been meaning to put them sort of like one by one on my Instagram and haven't done it yet and I need to do that yeah I can't yeah, wait to see those me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and what about the street the street a lot of the streets and the squares have the black and white tiles they look beautiful how yeah. is that yeah, well, there's they have this technique which uh, of of paving, which is like a, it's it's sort of like the Roman mosaics, you know, oh. but it's little chips of stone, and that you, they're specialist people who know how to do it. And they, but when we first moved here, they were busy redoing our little street along where we are. Uh, wow. We have, our, my our street is actually. Um, well, people can park cars, but it's not actually a through road. So, you know, you can't, it's not sort of uh, very busy. And they were redoing it and they had, were relaying the drains for the rainwater and so on. And uh, I mean, it's the skill of sort of setting all these little pieces of stone into place and making this wonderful paving. Right. And that's everywhere. I have to say it's a bit slippery. Um, when ah. it's wet, so you have to be a tiny <laughs> bit careful with it. Okay, but it's know. fantastic. It's lovely. Yeah, they look um, so cool. And uh, and in some areas, they have the, they they do it like um, in um, the square called Rossio Square outside one of the big stations. Mm-hmm. Um, they have um, they have it they have it doing. It looks like sort of waves. It's sort of like wavy lines, mm-hmm. and it's black and white done in a pattern. Nice. A lot of them, a lot of the ordinary streets are just sort of random, mostly white with bits of black in it. But um, mm-hmm. but there it's done in, a, in an actual pattern of waves. And you see that in various places. So when we were, I mentioned that we'd gone to the Silver Coast, which is north of Lisbon. And there, and there were places on the beach which had the same pattern along the sort of promenade where you oh. walk along, you know. just How far is that uh, to get to the beach? Uh, oh, the beach here. Well, the beach from where I there is a small beach in a bay. Um, it's about fifty meters from the house. Wow! It's the other side of <laughs> okay, it's the great. other side of the shop. Okay, right, three or four hundred meters to my left. Okay, is the is the the big bay itself? It's a, it's an inland bay. Oh, nice. There's a, some land, and then then there's the very long um, beaches, which uh, go for miles and miles and miles. Oh, so um, you have easy access. Wonderful. Yes. Okay. And, yeah, and what yeah. about um, theaters? And let's say I wanted to take courses to learn pottery. 
or um, are those opportunities available? Yes, there are. There are um, the same sort of organisation that did the street art tour does. Um, it, you can do a, a tile making course if you want to. I yeah. we we did a we did a one day course on doing tile making. So we actually <laughs> have some tiles that we made oh, and coloured so ourselves. Cool. Oh, nice! That was that was really fun. Uh, yes, I'd recommend that to everyone. And actually, the Museum of Tiles is just gorgeous. It's in an it's it's sort of attached to a very old church that um, had been a convent at one point oh. as well, <laughs> and it's just amazing, just lovely to see the mostly pictures of um, Saint Francis and and um, figures mm-hmm. like that. But um, so a lot of a lot a lot of the art originally was well, it was either. Moorish based, so it was mm-hmm, based mm-hmm. on um, flower motifs and leaves and patterns, okay. Okay. or else it was religious um, and religious scenes. Okay, it tends okay. to be like that, but um, just so incredibly beautifully done. Mm. And bet. and the modern and the modern uh, there's a modern um, element now, which is very imaginative and uh, you know has a lot to offer. Sure, um, sure. We're thinking that maybe, you know, sometime we might try and do something somewhere in our house, have some feature that is oh. based on this oh, kind wow. of nice. thing. You know, because it would be very easy to go find somebody who makes tiles. Right, right. Do right. that. And I mean, yeah. there's, there's a street where there's quite a few people. Sure. Who, who little tiny little workshops that you can that might be is is it difficult to ride a bike around there because i heard you mention you bicycle um yes it's it's easy to ride a bike um the tiles and the pavement and all that yes yes it's it's easy um it's easy to ride i don't think the portuguese are the best drivers in the world but um, yeah (laughs) isn't this lisbon hilly well i was going to say on our side it's easier than it is Uh, on on the lisbon side because lisbon has lots of hills Okay. So, okay. but but you know there are loads and loads of those um, electric bikes, uh, electric scooters that you can get, oh, on electric bikes, wow, and you can rent them really easily. And you mm-hmm. just do it with your phone, so you can pick them up anywhere and just mm-hmm. leave them somewhere. You, you know, you don't even have to take them back to where you got them from. Oh wow! Well, oh so, yeah, it's like the city bikes in New York. You yes, pick exactly. it up and you drop it off somewhere else. Talking yeah. about getting places, I just want to ask you quickly about the um, the yellow trams. What we call trolley cars. Yes. Do, do people use them to get around or is it just more for tourists? Um, well, they the people use them to get around, but they have the, uh, there is one particular line, which is the number 28, which is the old one. And uh, ah. they th- that is just one car and it goes, follows it to an, Yes, ordinary people get on it because it, it follows a certain route, and if you want to ah. go on that route, you get on it if it comes along. Okay, um, it's but, so cool looking. Uh, yeah, it's beautiful. But but tourists go on it. I mean, I've certainly I've been on it a couple of times. When we were here on our own, we went on it. We did the whole way round. It's whole oh, wow, all the way round, and it's great because it gives you you can. It's like taking a tour around Lisbon. You know, oh, that it is takes nice. you up past the castle and and now is is back. that um part of the public is that free or is there a pass um, no it's not free it's um it's uh, but it costs uh, well you get we buy a card and we just it's reasonably you, priced you put a, you, yeah it's about two two or three euros oh, I'm not okay. Sure, okay. per okay. trip I'm trying to get an idea but okay. you know okay it's 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 really not expensive and the metro you use the same card for the metro 
And we, in fact, use the same card for the ferry as well. Okay. Oh, okay. wow. So I going back a moment to the theater, um, and are there musical venues that you take advantage? Yes, there are. We haven't we haven't really been to those. Sure. Uh, sure with COVID. I, I have to say, although I really want to, because in fact, one of my old school friends, her niece is a ballerina. She has recently joined the ba- the ballet company here in Lisbon, but I haven't made oh, contact. Wow. With her. I need oh. to I need to do that. Yeah, I'd really love to go and see her just because she's my friend's niece. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, that sounds course, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. At the moment, we're not really going into to events like that because right. of the because of COVID. Right. Because as I said, we do feel vulnerable. I know. And you know, these variants that are popping up, they're just frightening. So stay put. I totally agree with that. Yeah. So I I do miss that though, because you know, in various places I've lived, we have I've had access right. to right. fantastic um, music. I mean, in Russia, mm-hmm. it was amazing. I actually lived looking over one of the opera houses. And uh, oh. so like on Saturday morning, I could decide, oh, I think I'll go to the opera this afternoon. And I could <laughs> run downstairs and see if they had like, because there was just one ticket quite often, you know. And you've got one ticket somewhere, you know. Yes, yeah. yes, we have got one ticket, you know. Another or, hour. No, we haven't, but come back at four o'clock and we probably will have. So, you know. Oh. oh and uh, nice. and I'd run in and it, it would cost, I don't know, $7 or something for wow. some fantastic performance. <laughs> no, I'm sure it was fantastic, but another <laughs> opera person, Gil. I can't take all these opera people. Where are all these opera people coming from? My husband does not uh, fancy <laughs> I don't get the opera. opera. <laughs> And all right, Jean, cut it out. Cut it out. Okay. Okay. It's not for everybody, but you know. Thank you. You're very respectful. (laughs) Stop it. I appreciate that. Okay. 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 Enough of you. Enough of you. So, Rosemary, we have covered. We have covered an abundant amount of information, and you are so lovely, and I'm so glad to have met you. Seriously, I could go on and on. <laughs> Would you, do you have any words of wisdom for those interested in embarking? Um, I don't want to say a similar path because many of us can't travel to 13 countries at this point, but um, <laughs> what, what it seems that you're very happy to have chosen Lisbon, uh, you and Ian. Yeah. Um, yeah. What advice do you have, if any, for our listeners about retiring somewhere else? Well, I think it's just such a wonderful life experience to live in another country, to have access to a different culture. Um, The pain of learning another language is actually extremely rewarding once you've got over the pain. (laughs) But it's like learning anything, isn't it? And it's always painful to get out of your comfort zone. (laughs) Um, But then once you've done it, you feel elated and it's, 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 it's an amazing life experience. I recognize that it's not for everybody, but, um, you know, it's still worth it. Yes. So, I mean, if you, if you don't want to, if you don't want to go permanently, there's, I think a lot of it, a lot of the fear is, you know, what happens to me if, uh, for example, I fall really sick or, or what happens if, uh, you know, there's an emergency and my children need me or blah, 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 blah. you know mm-hmm. if I've committed all my assets to some other place then that's the difficulty but if you go somewhere if you rent out your own house and you and you try living somewhere else I think that's a fantastic yes. life experience yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and you learn what you don't like then 
and you learn the places that you do like. Right, right. And and you see different ways of life and you experience different food. And okay, some people don't don't, you know, they prefer things to be routine and, and yeah. the same and that they know where they are and they're within their comfort zone and mm-hmm. all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. But my view is that I wouldn't have missed out on the experiences that I've had well, just because just because you know I've gained so much from it and met so many different people and of such an extraordinary you know I've got Ukrainian friends and Georgian friends yeah. not the Republic of Georgia that is not right <laughs> I don't know anybody from Georgia in the US <laughs> we we assume and, that yeah friends all over and it, it it's really has been my life ambition is because I, I was always keen on learning languages and uh, and I just wanted to travel and communicate with the other people and and that's what I've managed to achieve I feel very lucky that I've had the chances to do that yes it I know that not everybody has the chances or you know, has the ability to make the life choices in certain times of your life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was very fortunate and managed to do right, what right, I had right. wanted to do. So, right. you know, and it's been such a, so rewarding. I, I feel very blessed that I've been able to do that. So, yes. you know, Thank I you. would advise you, go, you yes. know, yes. have fun. If you don't enjoy it, enjoy it, leave. Right. <laughs> no one is holding you hostage. No, absolutely. Wow, you do have to organize your money to in a way that makes it practical for you, Mm -hmm. because you know it's not the cheapest way to live necessarily. Because you always need to have an emergency fund to get back to wherever. (laughs) Right, right. Wow, that that was an inspiring comment, Rosemary. Just for our audience out there, I'll tell you, Rosemary has this wonderful smile. She lights up the room, and and you just want to. You just want to say, oh, yeah, I want to hang out with her. Yes, right, yes, absolutely. And you can live a lot of it on her blog and her writings and future writings that she's mentioned earlier that we didn't uh, delve into here. We must stay in touch. And, I'd love to. If you ever yes. come to Portugal, <laughs> if, you, if, you come, if you come next summer, maybe the house will be done. <laughs> Watch out what you wish for, Rosemary. Okay. <laughs> absolutely. And if you happen to come to Brooklyn, I don't see why, but, you know, your life is just so much more exciting. (laughs) We are here for you. We are here for you. That's lovely. It's been really great. And thank you so much for inviting me to come along. And it's been great to meet you. And I've enjoyed listening to your podcast. Thank you so much. much. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you know someone who's relocated for retirement and wishes to share their story with us, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email address is gg at retirethere.com. Our website is retirethere.com. And you may follow us on Twitter at retirethere underscore. Now, if you've liked our show, please subscribe and rate it in Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, be well. Be well.